Hey, hey guys. Welcome back to the discussion with Deborah Platform Season 2. I miss you guys so very much. It has been since December since we've talked. To be exact, December 13th. And it has been a very different year, I'm sure, for me, just like it has been for everyone else. And so... I wanted to jump on here to get back into the flow of things because one, I miss you guys. And two, there is so much to discuss now, more specifically with us being, um, you know, in this very different but unique time that I think is very much so necessary um, for all of our lives. As much as we don't, you know, like the circumstances, I really think that it's important um, what's going on. For those who are listening for the first time, my name is Deborah Risper. I am the hostess with the mostest here on the discussions with Deborah platform. Um, here on this platform, you'll hear a little bit of everything from entrepreneurship, um, self-care, rather, or help, and um, also motivation along with um, any type of business information I can provide you guys. And of course, family, because I am a wife, a mom, and a sister, friend, all of the above. So um, at times you'll hear information like that from me or topics, so to speak, on that. Um, but today, guys, as my welcome back, I wanted to um, touch on a topic that has been kind of pulling with my heartstrings right now, which is the trauma response. Um, like I said, we're living in a different day and age right now, right? We're living in what they're calling a pandemic. We're living in a time of isolation we're living in a time of limits things places um at this point and although it may seem like running up and up i do believe that we're gonna have another twist in the story before 2020 ends right and so since that's the case i wanted to talk about the trauma response and so you may be asking well what do you mean by trauma response so when it comes to trauma, I think everyone has experienced some sort of trauma in their lives. And so at that point, when you've experienced some sort of trauma in your life, you either let it consume you, you find a way to get over it, or you find a way to um, cover it up. And one of the things that I don't like to see that individuals do is cover it up because at the end of the day, um, you're hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself, right? And so let me ask a question, guys. Have you ever used the words, I'm okay, I'm fine, I don't need anyone, I'm strong, I, res I am resilient by myself, or I can work through this, I don't need therapy, those are trauma responses, guys. Um, whether we want to admit it or not, those are trauma responses. And trauma responses teach us to live without or the lack thereof. Doesn't necessarily mean you don't need it, but you're learning to live without it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that when we um, take an evaluation of our lives and all of um, the things that we've been through, we can probably pick out a few traumas that stand out before us. And I think as people now, we are honestly conditioned 
at this point to say I'm fine. And one of the things that I've learned to do is um, when I talk to my friends or family after something I know has happened and they tell me that they're fine, I am one of those people that make sure that they know that it's okay not to be fine. And the reason why I do that is because I want people to understand that your brain automatically programs yourself to say that I'm fine when at actuality I'm not fine. It's okay not to be okay, guys. It's really okay not to be okay. I know more specifically women, we are um, taught that we got to be strong. We must endure everything. We're definitely going to get through it. And a strong is all we know. Strong may be all that we know, but that's not all that we need. And I think that we neglect the need for um, things at this point, whereas um, we just become automated, like I said. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's just still, it's, it's okay not to be okay. And I think my biggest thing is that I want people um, to get in the habit because it took me a long time as well to get into the habit of saying that I'm not okay. I want us to get into the habit of not being okay because at the end of the day, if you're not okay, you really need to say that. And a lot of people end up suffering in silence. And then when we're suffering in silence, what happens? The enemy or the adversary, it they can it can come in and it can make you feel like no one cares. It can put you in a lonely spot. It can put you in a dark place and even drive you into depression. And sometimes during those lonely moments, people pick up habits. Um, habits can be anything. You can start purchasing things just because, you know, you can start being addicted to food just because of what has happened. You can start being mean, bitter, angry, and you can start, you know, pushing away people who actually love and care for you, you know. And so at the end of the day, you really, really, really have to learn how to move away from the trauma responses. Because if we don't, those trauma responses will become normal and allow us to suffer, like I said, in silence. No one deserves to suffer in silence because there is someone out there that is willing to listen to you, to empathize with you. And if they can sympathize with you, do that as well. And if there isn't anyone that you sympathize, that you think can empathize or sympathize, that you trust, then there's therapists, guys. I know in the African-American community and in our families, um, we shy away from that topic of therapy. We shy away from the um, belief that someone else can assist us, you know, with our situation because we swear all the time or we talk ourselves down that our situation is unique and it's never happened before. And we swear that at the end of the day, nobody can fix this situation. Um, number one, if you're a believer, there's nothing too hard for God. Number two, there are professionals out here that are willing and able and available to listen and assist you. And if I can be honest with you guys, I've said this several times if you've heard me before. 
we're in a pandemic, right? We're in a time that we've never lived in before. Um, perhaps there was a situation that happened before in the early years that many of us probably can't recall about a pandemic because I've heard it and via history, but we've never lived into this situation. So I truly believe that after this pandemic, um, if this shall become our new normal, we all are going to need some sort of therapy. We're going to need some sort of therapy because um, January, February, early March, we were living our best lives. We were living without a mask, of course, right? <laughs> and we were living um, without any care or concerns with gatherings. We were able to fly on airplanes. We were able to vacation wherever we wanted to. We were able to do whatever. We didn't have to adhere to um, arrows up and down aisles. We didn't have to worry about plastic gloves or anything. And we more importantly had a lot of tissue and apparently Lysol, right? <laughs> and Lysol wipes, Clorox wipes, you know, all of that. Um, but our world shook upside down in a matter of moments. Um, if I can be honest, I was one of those people that I just really didn't take this serious because it kind of like started happening like a week before my birthday. And I'm like, oh, I'm not letting this shut me down. This is just something that's going to blow over. And so my family and I were on vacation um, for my birthday, which those plans did um, eventually get altered, but I still, again, didn't think it was that serious. I think I thought it was just like a fad or a phase, right? And that it'll go away. But um, because that's that's kind of the first stage of, um, you know, trauma, you're in denial, we're all in denial. So at the end of the day, that's why I said that our worlds were upside down, our worlds went upside down in a matter of three, it was just it was like, Oh, it started in early March, right? And then after that, uh, places like states start shutting down. Borders are closing all over the place. And what we used to know as normal is no longer normal. So honestly, we are going to have to end up with some sort of therapy. Because isolation is real. And um, a lot of people who are like people feeders, which... That was me before I needed some energy um, and I've always worked in my home. And so working in my home already, which people had just started adapting to, was not a new normal for me. It was always normal. But, you know, after work, I would I always like to go out and get some fresh air, you know, run errands, etc. But that wasn't a thing. And so all, I'm sure all the work from home people that have, were working pre-pandemic before, before this um, situation um, at home, you can relate. You know, you, you your outlet was grocery stores. Your outlet was running a couple of errands here and there. And now that is kind of like a thing that came to a halt where you're only able to get to this, um, get to, you know, the stores and things when necessary. So it's no longer like a, a leisure thing to do. It's only when you're required to do so. And so um, even though this is a new normal now, we still need to talk about this. We still need to have a conversation because like what, how, where do we go from here? 
How as a people person do you begin to adjust to this particular life of not having as many interactions with the fear of your health and safety uh, being at risk or you putting someone else at risk as well, even more specifically for those who are at the higher risk categories and, you know, just even off of the subject of, um, you know, at-home workers, um, this pandemic is tough on children. They're having to learn how to learn, learn, like the things that they go into the school building to learn the basic subjects via a virtual class. Uh, sure, our kids play games. Sure, all of our kids can work tablets. Sure, they can work computers as well. And computers were incorporated in the everyday learning. But children need that learning, that that um, interaction aspect. Many children um, think about the kids that are special needs um, that may be missing that real one-on-one -on -one time that they need. You know, um, teachers that probably been in the profession for such a long time and they're per, uh, they're predominantly face-to-face -face teaching this is tough on them as well and so it's like you never thought your career would have to shift in such a manner as what we are in now and your response becomes frustration your your response becomes angry your response become resentment your response become bitter and our children become frustrated as well as even though like i said they adapt well but what are they retaining is my concern i just i'm concerned with that and you know even moving off of that subject what about those who are in an impoverished neighborhood that perhaps those children, their only outlet of eating was at school or their only outlet of peace if there was any type of abuse in their home was school. It was a safety net. It was a safety outlet. And like I said, it's just even switching gears even higher with this being Domestic Violence Month. Um, there are people that are now forced to stay home with their abusers. Husband, wives, boyfriend, girlfriends, family members, we're all forced to stay in now with um, individuals that we have an outlet from with leaving our homes. And so your trauma response becomes shut down. Your trauma response can become fear. Your trauma response can become helplessness. And so this is definitely a subject of having to get help and having to um, learn how to say when it's not okay and you're not okay. Because if we condition ourselves to say that we're okay, we're giving ourselves permission to suffer in silence as if that the, what, the response that we have now is the only answer. That's not the only answer, guys. And I want everybody here to know and understand that uh, at the end of the day, trauma responses are really much things that keep us bound and keep us shackled into old ways and old things. Um, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to be like that. And I know you said divorce is easier said than done. And it is easier said, but it's also a thing that you have to do the work to be able to get it done. Because trauma responses, we just can't continue um, on being our healthy selves or seeing that we are doing self-improvement when we are really much 
telling a story to ourselves. One thing I think that we have to be reminded of is that you can you can fake with everyone except for yourself and you can attempt to tell yourself that I'm okay, I'm fine. I only need to be strong. I only know how to be strong or I don't need anyone. Um, but honestly, everybody needs somebody. It may not be the ones that are in your circle right now, but everybody needs somebody. And I am really baffled and I really hurt for people when I hear people say, F people, I don't need them or F them I don't need that or this that and the other that's a trauma response yeah that's a trauma response because like I said you everybody needs somebody and if we've gotten so angry and bitter with ourselves that we will attempt to reprogram ourselves and deny ourselves to um, isolation then we are telling ourselves that we're not worthy of people. We're telling ourselves we're not worthy of a good time. We're telling ourselves that um, people control how, how, where, and when we go a place. And that's not cool, guys. I think the best cure for the trauma response um, to begin to break those cycles is to acknowledge them. Acknowledge that I'm a person that says that I'm okay or I'm fine when really I'm not. Acknowledge that I need to be more vocal and help people understand that I'm not okay. And if people can't take me in this stage or in this state, then they're not meant for uh, me at all or to be around me or a part of my circle. Because when you acknowledge that you're not okay, you're acknowledging feelings and emotions that are there. And we have become such an emotionless generation and people at this point that we just we blank out the fact that we have feelings. That's one of the biggest things that I had to do work in and that I still do work in, um, because, again, the trauma response is to put those things behind those. It's called disassociation. You disassociate yourself with what has happened and you reprogram yourself to say that. I don't need these things. When the truth of the matter is, if it's not, um, I guess, a bunch of chocolate <laughs> or a bunch of sweets or anything like that, then you don't need those things. But if it's love and affection, trust, care and concern, you and people, you need those. You need those. One of the things I talked about before on a live video is that when we let ourselves get into isolation, that's the, a great time for us to, to have our minds racing like nobody's business. And we begin to feed ourselves negative thoughts. We begin to down ourselves. We begin to doubt ourselves. And we begin to stop living. And so... We have to make sure that we acknowledge those emotions when they come up and that we are in the company of the right people who can help us acknowledge those. So the next time that someone asks you guys when something is really going on, if you're okay, make sure you tell them the truth. If you truly are okay, great. But if 
you've just had a life-altering experience or some type of traumatic thing happen to you, acknowledge that I'm not okay. It doesn't mean that you have to have that conversation right then and there about why you're not okay or getting deep into what's going on. But it's the fact of first taking yourself off of autopilot and saying that I'm okay. Um, when you're saying you're not okay, that gives people the ability to know that you trust them enough to let your feelings be known or your emotions to be known to them. I always tell people when, again, I ask them if they're okay and they say no, if they do say no, I tell them, I, I ask for permission if you want to talk about it. And if not, then that's okay too. Because I know that oftentimes we can't immediately put our feelings and our concerns into words immediately. And it takes time to process. And that's why we have therapists, because sometimes you just can't even process it all. However, that's what the professional help is for. And so um, just ask people permission. People will gain so much more respect, you know, um, when you're asking them that. Or if someone asks you that, hopefully they stumble across this podcast to listen to me as they um, begin to approach you and ask you about being okay and you respond, no, you're not okay. Asking, how can I help? Are you are you wanting to talk about it? Are you in a state of talking about it at this moment? Um, give people time because emotions are real and we're all not professionals. And so it, it's kind of hard to process that all at one time. But do open that door to let people know that you're there for them. And guys, my, my biggest one um, that I'm going to talk about um, now is the fact of the matter of you saying, I don't need anyone. Um, Again, I hurt for people that say that because you've shut yourself down. You have made yourself believe that you can do everything. If you know that you're not a professional barber, uh, barber, so why would you start cutting your own hair because you're angry with your barber? If you know that you're not a nail tech, why would you start doing your nails on your own? If you know that you're not a carpenter, why would you start building things and not do it on your own? Not to say that you can't go on YouTube and learn anything, right? Not to say that because you can. YouTube University has taught many of us a lot of things that we did not know. Um, but that's not necessarily your lane. We all need people for what they are good at. And we just need to take a moment when trauma hit us from other people to evaluate were they really fit for your life were they trying to tell you something out of love and you just didn't receive it from um, from the standpoint that you're at or is there something that's reconcilable that i can speak to them about at a later time because right now i'm offended and many times offense and um, being offended just comes from the fact of the matter that there's something within you that you haven't dealt with. Um, some people can just be plain out mean, nasty, and bitter. And again, that's called the evaluation of your life. You got to evaluate if they were necessarily meant for that particular season that you're in. Because we, I know we should have heard this. It sounds cliche, but it's very much true that there are a lot of people that are seasonal. 
and they just won't end up every single season of your life. They won't end up in it. I mean, we watch TV shows all the time, and they're often changing characters, or they they drop some characters. Some care. Some people are meant for the long haul. Um, and those people that are meant for the long haul are the people that you won't count out. And those are the people that have a respect for you and vice versa. And so um, I, I really charge those who say I don't need anyone, um, you know, to reevaluate what what's really going on with yourself, because everybody needs somebody. And, you know, um, it, it's just it, it's it's just like. We've conditioned ourselves where these words are just always flowing. And I tell you, on social media, I honestly see this just about every day, one of these, all the time um, on my social media. And guys, last but not least, the I'm strong, the, um, the one that says that um, I can't crack, I can't bend, I can't fold. I, I can't do this, and you have conditioned yourself to say that I'm so strong that I can't deal with the emotions that's going on. That was me. That was me. I am the strong friend. However, I have learned that strong friends can also have weak moments. I am the strong family member. However, I have learned to say that it's okay to have vulnerable and weak moments. But remember, that's um, also something that you have to have those weak and vulnerable moments with people that you trust. You have to have those moments with people that know you, that won't go out and judge you or talk about you behind your back when you have those vulnerable moments. Um, because truth of the matter is these days when people detach from you, they they start detaching your business from their minds and their hearts through their mouths. And that's, that, those are people that were never meant to be with you in the first place. Um, one thing about me, I mean, and a lot of people that have matured and grown in that area, you'll understand is that we can we can detach from each other without being nasty, mean bitter, angry, or plain out petty. You can detach from people in a great way. Everything doesn't have to be about a fight. Everything doesn't have to be about um, that somebody hurt you or did something wrong to you. Go in love. I say go in love. Everything is everything is just not meant to be a bad breakup, guys family, friends, foes, business partners, etc. Um, if you're one of those people that are discussing with other people after you detach from other people, I charge you to evaluate yourself because I've done it before. And I had to sit and ask myself, what was my part in it? And now that we are detached, you know, let that be that. I don't have to go spread negative things about you. I don't have to go and um, make it like there's an issue because a lot of people just want to make issues because you want attention and validation for your feelings. But your feelings need to be attended to and validated with yourself, with your therapist or with the person that caused the issue. And so at the end of the day, I really much charge you to remind yourself that you can be strong 
but you need to also have those vulnerable and weak moments so that you deal with the emotions that lie in you so that you learn not to give out the trauma response of I'm okay or I'm fine or that strong is my only way and my only option. Strong is not your only option. A scale needs to balance out. A scale needs to balance out. Weak moments, strong moments, and it needs to be in the middle. And if you're always strong, then the strong people are just wearing down the the weight of the the scale at that point right and so guys that's my talk and my topic for today and I seriously hope that during this pandemic that you are keeping yourself healthy number one that you are taking all the safety precautions that you can possibly take for yourself. Um, I pray for, um, you know, good health, peace, protection around you and your family, your businesses, if you have one, um, you know, um, if you're in a career where you're exposed to people, I just pray for your safety return. Thank you to all the frontline workers who are doing all that they can at this moment. Um, again, we are in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so thank you and praying for all those survivors that continue to come forth and tell their story and share their knowledge with this. Those who are maybe battling right now, sending special prayer and love to you. Those who are in um, um, domestic violence relationships, please know that you are not alone. Please know that you have someone to talk to. And please know that there is always some resources out there. And if you need help, please make sure that you can always, always call the hotline to be able to get help, which is 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, that's 800-799, the word SAFE, which is 7233. Call to get some help. That's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And there's always 24-7 help, guys. And last but not least, guys, if you are over the age of 18, pretty please on top of sugar, go vote. Go vote. Go vote. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. But I am here to tell you, do your research. I am here to tell you that your voice matters. I am here to tell you that you have every right to do so um, because the law and the Constitution said that you can. And if you have not registered to vote, just go and Google it. Look it up. There's everything at our fingertips these days that we can't even make excuses about not doing it unless we're just wanting to not do it at all. And so there's early voting going on. There's mail-in voting opportunities. Check your local government to see where you can go vote and get your voice heard. We need some sort of change and change starts with you as the individual by getting out there there and voting and get your voices heard so make sure you do it asap we are living in a time that we have no time for foolishness we have no time for games we have to make our voices heard so that our children's future is not at stake with the government um, I know that 
we can't control every single thing, but the part that we can do, just make sure that we do it, which is go vote. All right, guys, it has been amazing. Please make sure if you're stumbling upon this podcast for the very first time that you like and subscribe and share it with another person on today. I really hope that I've said something today that pulled on your heartstrings that will look help you look inside of yourself to figure out, am I really um, being a trauma response or am I, am, am I really using trauma responses, so to speak, when um, truthfully I'm not okay? Um, no one deserves to suffer in silence. No one deserves to not be heard and everyone deserves to be loved until next time, guys, you know, my favorite line, stay dope. And we will talk on next week. Holla.